0: listeners, Jules here. Before we begin, I wanted to offer a bit of a disclaimer before our episode today. Today's story involves the loss of a child. We wanted to offer this disclaimer in case there are any listeners who might find this topic too painful to listen to. Thank you, and please use this opportunity to pray for our storyteller and those who have had to face the devastating reality of the loss of a child. Tori Oswald lives in Southeast Missouri with her beautiful husband and three wonderful cats. She is a lapsed blogger, a trying Catholic, a decent wife, and a lazy Marian devotee. Find Tori on Twitter if you're brave at Theolo beer like theology but with beer. And I I just absolutely love that. Listeners, we ask that you sit with us Pray with us and learn with us as we listen to Tori's story of faith on her journey to the manger.
1: I couldn't see anything. I was driving home from work on a perfectly clear day on the brief stretch of highway that connected the city where I worked with the city where I lived. Normally, after coming over a slight hill, you could see straight ahead for a couple of miles, and in turn see all the businesses pressed against the sides of the road, patiently but eagerly pleading for attention. I passed these businesses every day, and knew several of them well. They were landmarks of sorts. They helped me figure how far I was from home. But this day, I couldn't see any of them. A few weeks prior, I had pulled off this same stretch of highway and into a gas station to wait out a rainstorm. It had come on very suddenly, and as I passed over that slight hill, I realized I couldn't see a few feet in front of me, let alone miles. The brightly lit exterior of the gas station became a north star for me as I maneuvered off the road and into the parking lot. When the rain finally slowed down, I went home. But today, it wasn't overcast, and the lights of those businesses huddled together along the side of the road didn't stand out at all from the sunshine. Still, I somehow managed to make out a stoplight. A few turns later, I parked in the Walmart parking lot and tried to catch my breath, which proved difficult to do between cries of agony. I was crying. I was broken and feeling totally shattered. A part of me had been ripped away, and my soul had been bleeding out for years. I called a friend and told her I just didn't know what to do about my miscarriage. It took her a moment to realize that I meant the one that I had had in high school several years prior. You're still thinking about that? She sounded sincere, if a little confused. I had mentioned my miscarriage to her maybe one time, right after it happened, only to report that I had had one since we had just discussed my pregnancy. I told her yes. I never stopped thinking about it. It was quiet as I sat shaking in my car, sputtering snot and tears through strained breaths. An entire world seemed to fall apart around me, a facade I had created, an illusion for myself in which this had never happened, even though it was constantly in the back of my mind. For years, I had woken up late on days that I had been able to sleep in, only to resent the absence (laughs) of the sounds of little feet accompanied by a little voice waking me much earlier. I had attended family functions and felt the sharp absence of another soul. I had spent hours of so many late nights on websites geared toward predicting what your future baby will look like, plugging in younger photos of myself and photos of the would-be father that I had stolen from his Facebook page. Beyond this facade, there was the real world. The world where I lived and worked and had never considered myself to be a mother. The world where I didn't talk about this and where I kept this all in my head. From the other side of the rubble of my fairy tale land, my friend's voice broke this terrible silence. Give her a name. It was something I had never thought of. I had only ever known the absence of a child. I'd never considered the presence of one. To give her a name would make her real, a slightly more tangible concept than the grief I had labored so long to push down. I had never thought of baby names before, but without much thought and with a great deal of nervousness. With a name, I carried my baby from the darkness of my own denial into my life. I named her Adrienne Josephine. St. Joseph, and asked the Blessed Mother to hold her for me, to raise her for me, and to tell her I love her. I couldn't ignore her anymore, and everything had changed. It has been years since I left that Walmart parking lot, but I still carry with me the renewed longing born in my heart that day. I am always aware of her absence, and the hope of meeting my little girl in heaven one day sometimes presents itself as bitter pangs of grief. But I know that she is with Mary, and even though I can't see that far ahead of me, one day I will be able to see. And I will be able to go home to Adrian.
0: Let's close in prayer, listeners. An Advent Prayer by Carol Houselander. Be born in us, incarnate love. Take our flesh and blood and give us your humanity. Take our eyes and give us your vision. Take our minds and give us your pure thought. Take our feet and set them in your path. Take our hands and fold them in your prayer. Take our hearts and give them your will to love. Amen.